0: Ronald Acuna Jr. makes his MVP case and a series win over the Dodgers. And Sabine Sabalos gets going at the minor league level for the Atlanta Braves. We'll talk about that in our Minors Monday segment of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you check out my written work over at bravestoday.com. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at lockdown underscore braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Always enjoy hearing from you and how we can make this show better and more interactive for you If you're new on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Trying to get to 7,000 by the postseason. I think we're at 6,800 right now, so getting close to that mark. Also, make sure you hit the like button as well to help spread the show so that we can hit that mark for the postseason as we get geared up for that. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. Shout out to some of the everydayers from the last podcast. Warren QX4GF, Brad Cleveland Music Whitdog Dog and Vote from 5185. Hadn't heard from Vo in a while. Glad to see that you are still an everydayer. Thanks for letting me know. If you're an everydayer, let me know down in the comments section below on YouTube. All right, on today's podcast, we're going to recap the weekend, a series win over the Dodgers. Also, we'll get into our Miners Monday segment as well, so looking forward to that. Couple of personal news items, real quick. I think I'm getting whatever put Levi in the hospital last week, so hopefully uh, I don't get it quite as bad. Uh, but I will try to battle through these podcasts. So forgive me if you got to hear a little uh, nasally in some of these. Apologize for that. Also, we are taking a trip to the beach this upcoming weekend, so we won't have a show on Thursday or Friday. So I do apologize for that back-to-back weeks. with only three episodes, I promise. That's not the usual here. We typically do five days a week, but uh, just, again, unfortunate circumstances last weekend and already had this uh, trip planned coming up. So I want to go ahead and give you a heads up on that. We will not have a Thursday or Friday episode, but should be here for you Monday through Wednesday. So, again, we'll get all this in here that we can, a lot of good stuff to talk about. Let's start with the weekend recap. Got a series win over the Dodgers, a four-game series win. Braves did not win a series there. In a long time, I believe 2012 was their last series win in L.A., so that is certainly a great trend for the Braves. It earns the Braves a season series win over the Dodgers now that they won four of their seven matchups, so that gives them the tiebreaker. If these two teams were to have the same record at the end of the year, the Braves would have that tiebreaker for potential home field advantage in the NLCS. It creates some more space. In that race as well for the best record in the National League, perhaps gives the Braves a little bit more wiggle room if they want to give some guys break here down the stretch. I, look, I think this, did, this series did a couple of things. I don't want to go overboard because I said coming in, this was somewhat of a meaningless series in terms of what will happen in the postseason. So it would be hypocritical for me now to say that the Braves won it, that this is huge and this means a lot, and it means the Braves are so much better than the Dodgers. That's not what this series means. A couple of things, though, I think this does at least give the Braves a little bit of confidence when if they do have to come into Dodger Stadium in the postseason, knowing that they can win there. Again, something they haven't done in a while. And I think they proved that in this series. And again, I don't I don't think this has much bearing on what could happen in the postseason. A couple of things. Braves had their rotation lined up the Dodgers did not the Dodgers are still trying to figure out their rotation they could get Walker Bueller back they could we didn't see Clayton Kershaw in this series so Dodgers didn't exactly throw maybe their best arms we don't know what their best arms look like at this point in the rotation they also didn't have JD Martinez and that's a big bat in this lineup so again a couple of things maybe we didn't quite see the Dodgers that full string I'm not t- trying to take away what the Braves did again they haven't won their in a long time and that Dodgers team is still really good but I, I don't want to again I don't want to be hypocritical because I said the outcome of the series really bears no weight is what happens in a potential postseason series and I still believe that but obviously I love the fact that the Braves won it I think that does maybe give them a little bit of confidence if they need to go into Dodger Stadium later in the year but again I don't think this Dodgers team was quite at full strength in this one. The Braves were also at the end of a 10-game West Coast road trip, so perhaps ran out of a little gas there late in that series. But, again, a series. They won. I said coming in I would take a split. I said that would be a win for the Braves in my book, and they just went out and outright won the series. So that is certainly great to see. A lot of eyes were on that series with two of the best teams in baseball. Another Sunday loss as well, I thought – we had gotten away from this trend. It's something the race really struggled with last year, but they now lost five straight Sunday games. Now, a couple of those haven't been day games. So, uh, some of those have been ESPN night games, but still five straight Sunday losses. Uh, hopefully, they'll put an end to that. And then Acuna's MVP series. You know, this was a matchup coming in. You had a lot of MVP candidates in this, particularly Acuna and Mookie Betts, as Freddie Freeman and Matt Olson. You know, maybe sliding down a little bit, particularly Olsen in this series until Sunday. Acuna had six hits in this series four runs, a double, three home runs, six runs batted in, two walks, and two stolen bases. He gave you a little bit of everything offensively, had home runs in each of the first three games. He had the hardest hit ball of the year, 121.2 miles per hour. He also got to 30 60 on Thursday. I mean, if if you were looking at this series, and I, I don't think this series is going to determine who wins the MVP. we got a month of baseball left. But, again, a lot of eyes were on this series, two of the best teams in baseball, top two MVP candidates. And you look at what Acuna did, and getting the thirty sixty, getting the hardest hit ball of the year, those are loud things that I think you have to look at and could contribute to him winning potentially MVP. Got to finish strong, no doubt. But I think he's certainly shined in this series. Um, You know, it looks like he's trying to get under the ball a little bit more to me. I mentioned this on the postcast. Three flyouts on Sunday, all with the launch angles of 40 or more, which means he's getting under those baseballs. So if he wants to do that and make a more conscious effort to try to get some lift on the baseball to get these home runs, I'm all for it. Uh, You know, the Braves certainly have the lead for him to kind of do that a little bit, if that's what he's doing. And I'm not saying that, but it just seemed to me like there was a a little bit more of an emphasis on him trying to get some lift on the baseball in this series. So, again, he wants to go on a home run barrage. He wants to make that a point, and maybe we just don't see those singles to right field anymore that he's done such a great job of this year, and we see him try to get some more lift on the baseball. I'm all for that here in this last month of the season because I want to see him get to that 40-40. Mark offense started hot, then cooled off 14 runs and 23 hits in the first two games. And then just five runs and 10 hits in the last two games. I think part of that is Dodgers pitching those last two games was just really good. Bobby Miller, a great young pitcher Uh, Dodgers threw a lot of their best bullpen arms in those last two games as well. So I think that's part of it. I think you could also make the excuse that they were at the end of a long 10 game West coast trip, and maybe they were just ready to get back home, get to that off day and maybe they had just cooled off a little bit, but certainly not worried about this offense. But you can see definitely two sides of it in this one. Really great in the first two games, not so much in the next two games. So uh, a little bit of a hot and cold there for the Braves offense. Ozuna stays hot throughout five hits in this series. Two doubles, home run, just missed a home run on Sunday, hit off the top of the wall. He has a hit in all but two games since August 4th. So, Nearly a month now, or we are at a month now, and he has had a hit in every game except for two over that stretch. He has just been really good and starting to show some consistency now, and let's hope that's the case. Matt Olson breaks his homeless drought. He had not homered since August 13th, which just seems crazy, and the fact that he's still leading National League in all of home runs and tied with Otani for the most in baseball. He gets one on Sunday, also picks up another hit in that game, hopefully He's going to get going again. Would love for that to happen here down the stretch. You know it's just a matter of time, so would rather him go through this cold streak right now. And, and honestly, Riley and others, you're going to have another cool-off period. Let it be now, and hopefully they heat back up here towards the end of the season. I thought the pitching was really good this weekend. Outside of a couple innings on Thursday, maybe Morton wasn't his sharpest. But overall, again, this lineup, you know, even without J.D. Martinez, is a really good lineup, and I thought the Braves pitching did a great job. Again, you take it away the second half of that Thursday game, and they were really good. Strider struck out nine, gave up only four hits. Again, that mookie home run just that barely cleared the wall, really changed that outing for him. He pitched much better than that. It seems to be the case all year long for him. He being so dominant, and then he walks the batter gives up a a little bloop hit, and then gives up a home run, and it just really blows up his line and his ERA. Otherwise, he would be running away with the NL Cy Young. Max Reed struck out 10 and was the best we've seen him this year uh, in in the Friday game. Elder battled through six innings. I didn't think he had particularly great stuff. Those first four innings really kind of found it in those last two innings, but is able to battle through six innings, allowing just one run. Morton was not sharp at all. This is – this is the problem with, with Charlie Morton. You sometimes don't know what you're going to get. Been really good his last five starts, but when he doesn't have that control, he's going to struggle like he did. Still, gotten four-plus four innings, kept the team in the game, gave the offense a chance, but certainly want to see him at least be able to get through five innings. And, you know, maybe if this were a close season game or, uh, you know, a game that the Braves really needed, maybe they would have pushed him a little bit, but I didn't think there was any point in doing that when he was clearly struggling – with his control after Thursday's game, the bullpen really only allowed one earned run the rest of the series. I know Pierce Johnson gave up that three run homer to Colton Wong, but that should not have happened. That should not have been to that situation in the inning. Ozzie made an error in my mind. They didn't call it an error. So those all should have been three unearned runs. But really after that, you know, Iggy, he gave up the Manford runner in the extra innings. I thought Iggy was great in that game. Uh, ben Heller gave up a big insurance run on Sunday, took that to a one-run game to a two-run game there. But, again, I thought the bullpen was fantastic. Uh, Tonkin had some big moments in this game. You know, we've talked about who's on the chopping block at the back of that bullpen. Is it Tonkin? Is it McHugh? The way that Tonkin pitched this past weekend, I don't think we saw McCue this weekend. They all were pretty close games. So I think that kind of tells you what the pecking order is there for Brian Snicker or Michael Tonkin. Has earned those big spots right now with the way that he has pitched. And him and as a mentor bounced back with great outings on Saturday after struggling a bit on Thursday. So that I thought that was really encouraging. But overall, I thought the pitching on the weekend was really good. So that was great to see again going up against that Dodgers team and that Dodgers lineup that can score a lot of runs. So big weekend, great weekend for the Braves, getting a four-game series win over the Dodgers. Acuna shows out. Pitching was mostly good. Offense kind of had its hot and cold moments, but overall, Braves you know win the series. They own that tiebreaker. They proved to themselves that they can win in LA. So I thought it was a great weekend for the Atlanta Braves. A great week for some of the Braves minor leaguers as well, including Sabine Sabalos, who back uh, I'm guessing from injury and down there with Augusta, and he had a big first week there. We'll discuss all of that in our Minors Monday segment next. You don't have to choose between a better hair growth and your health. A Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair, no drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth visible thickness and visible scalp coverage go to Nutrafol.com slash men to take their health quiz health wellness quiz identify causes of your thinning hair and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness take the first step to visibly thicker hair healthier hair as well for a limited time Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code at locked on MLB Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men and enter promo code locked on MLB. That's Nutrafol.com slash men promo code locked on MLB. Braves will have an off day on Monday. Then they'll be back in action on Tuesday starting a series against the St. Louis Cardinals at 7.20 p.m. Eastern. Catch every pitch of the Braves hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Braves. All right, it's our Minors Monday segment here. We'll go through our top prospects and then through each league and organization. The minor league season is coming to a close for a lot of these teams. We'll discuss that as well. Top prospect, A.J. smith Shawver, two-thirds of an inning, one hit, three walks, one earned, two strikeouts. Coming off a brief I.L. stint, also likely trying to manage his workload. I still think there's a possibility we see him in the bullpen for the Braves down the stretch here to see what he can do. Uh, but the Braves, I think, being overly cautious with him as he's throwing the most pitches he ever has in a season. Owen Murphy, five innings, five hits, two walks, two earned, seven strikeouts. Good to see those strikeout numbers there for Owen Murphy at Rome. Uh, J.R. Ritchie still out for the season. Cole Phillips as well hasn't pitched yet this year. Haven't heard anything really lately on him or Adam Meyer. We're hoping to see both of them this year, but uh, has not been the case. I know Cole Phillips is throwing. I've heard nothing on Adam Meyer yet to this point. Braden Shoemake, 7 for 23 this past week, couple of doubles. No walks and six strikeouts, though, two stolen bases. I mentioned it last week unfortunately I think it is what it is with Braden Shoemake we were hopeful in spring training that maybe he had found something offensively but doesn't really seem to be the case again I mentioned this last week I think his ceiling now is a Nicky Lopez somebody that can come off the bench left-handed bat for you and can play really good defense at multiple positions I think that's the ultimate ceiling for Braden Shoemake and that's kind of where I've always felt that that was his where his ceiling was and I really think it's his floor as well I think it's uh, you know, very safe floor as a bench utility type guy with good defense. Uh, and I think that's honestly just about where his ceiling is as well. Spencer Schwellenbach, really good start at Rome this past week. Five innings, two hits, no walks, did hit a batter, but no earned runs and five strikeouts. He's had a really good season. I know he had some time off there in the middle. So he went on the IL again, probably trying to be cautious with him. Coming back from Tommy John surgery, but he's had a really good Season maybe not overly dominating with the strikeouts, but uh, he's put up some really good numbers. Darius Vines with the Braves this past week: six innings, four hits, one walk, two earned and five strikeouts in his major league debut, which was at Coors Field. So he was really impressive. That changeup looked really good. Wouldn't mind seeing another start from him. Look, the Braves are in a situation now; they have so much pitch- pitching depth. I'm excited to see some of these other guys again. I want to see Winans again. I obviously, want to see Soroka. I want to see Vines. I Want to see AJ Smith, Shaver. Brace have some really good pitching depth right now with you know at the minor league level that I'm really excited to see again and guys to get more opportunities. Ambioris Tavares, I maintained from the beginning of the year. I'm more concerned with what he looks like at the end than at the beginning. Hasn't had a lot of professional baseball under his belt. You know, had some injuries last year that kept him off the field. So I know it was a rough start for him, but I'm more concerned about what he looks like at the end, and it seems like maybe he's starting to turn a corner a little bit. Eight for 21 this past week, most hits for Augusta, a double, four walks, and just four strikeouts. Three stolen bases as well. I think that's the fewest amount of strikeouts I've seen from him when he's played a full week. So that is certainly trending in a great direction. He's hitting 256 since the start of August, had a 340 on on-base percentage in August. And like I said, the best week that I've seen so far in terms of limiting the number of strikeouts. So I'm looking for a strong finish here from Ambioris Tavares. I've said, you know, I've watched him a couple of times on defensively, and the actions look smooth to me defensively. So I think he's going to be fine there. It's all just about... The bat, can it come around, but you can't strike out 40% of the time at single A. That's just that's not going to cut it and doesn't usually bode well for future success of a hitter. But again, not a lot of professional reps under his belt, still really young, and I want to see him make some improvement here down the stretch, and he has you know, just one week left uh, for Augusta. But again, I think he has shown some improvement at the plate here in the second half. Dylan Dodd, five and a third inning, six hits, three walks, one earned, four strikeouts. Could he be in line to start on Tuesday? We'll talk about that in the last segment. Nacho Alvarez, six for 21, four walks, four strikeouts. Finally, I think getting back uh, to where he was. He got injured, missed a, about almost a week of action, was a little bit slow coming back, but had a really good weekend there for Rome so he him he is getting back to being him being himself uh six for 21 four walks this past week Luis Guanipa done for the year there at the complex league uh but down at Gwinnett Von Grissom man I I don't know what else to say about him he's on this list every week he just continues to rake at triple a he he needs a spot on a major league roster I know the Braves lineup is star-studded and full. It's just really hard to find a spot for him, but the guy's got nothing left to prove offensively at the minor league level. Maybe there's still some room to grow there defensively, but uh, offensively he's been great, and, and it sounds like defensively he's making some strides as well. I uh, was tweeting with Dave Lazzetti uh, who does the radio for Gwinnett? And he said it's been a, a treat to watch Grissom put in the work and have it pay off defensively. So a guy who watches them every day, he's he's seeing some uh, some progression for Grissom defensively. And again, offensively, it's never been a question. Eight for eighteen this past week. A double, two homers, five runs, eight RBI, two double or two walks, two strikeouts, a thirteen fifty seven OPS for the week. Again, I tweeted as well. I think he. You know, if there is a triple A uh, player of the year, which again, I think there is, uh, I think he's got to be right there in that conversation. I don't really pay attention to everybody else at the triple A level, but he has had an incredible season. Joe Dunnan's had a really good season as well. I've talked about him. I wrote about him over on Braves today as well, putting out some good power numbers, some good exit velocity. Six for 21 this past week, hit for the cycle, uh, you know, over the course of the week, had a double, triple homer. Uh, So Joe Dunnans had a really good year as well. Ben Heller, I mentioned I thought the Braves might call him up when rosters expanded. They didn't. They brought up Dylan Lee, but then later in the week, they brought up Ben Heller, and we saw him on Sunday. But he was doing great at AAA. Seven strikeouts in three innings, no hits, did walk two batters. Unfortunately, saw him give up a big insurance run on Sunday, but he'd been pitching really well at Gwinnett. And then Michael Soroka, his last start, just four and a third innings, two hits, two walks, hit a batter. But just one earned run, had five strikeouts, 75 pitches. They continue to try to control his innings as well. But, you know, another solid start for Soroka. At Mississippi, they only have two weeks left in the season. They're not going to make the postseason, so just two weeks left for them. Luke Waddell, seven for 20 this past week, two doubles, three walks, a stolen base. He's been a hit machine all year long. Bryson Horn, 6-for-15 with a double. Drake Baldwin only played in two games after getting promoted. I hope that's not the plan for him there in Mississippi. I hope we're going to see more playing time for him this coming up week. He had a pair of hits in his first two, um, first two games at Rome. Alan Rangel on Sunday, maybe the best start of the week at the minor league level. Seven innings, one hit, no walks, no earn, and 12 strikeout. So great outing for him. He's been a solid pitcher. Again, I think he's somebody in that Tanner Gordon, Allen Winans type of mold, somebody that can maybe stick at the back of a rotation. Uh, but certainly 12 strikeouts is pretty loud. Luis de Aviles had a really good year as well. Hit a little bit of a rough rough stretch there in the middle of the season, but he pitched eight innings this past week, four hits, one walk, no earn, and six strikeouts. And then Hurston Waldrop Already up to Double A Mississippi, three innings, two hits, did walk three. Don't love to see that, but still didn't allow a run and four strikeouts. So a little bit of good and bad there for Waldrop in his first Double A appearance at Rome. This is the final week of their regular season, and they're not going to make the postseason either. My guy Kevin Kilpatrick. It's been a rough year for him, but he's kind of had a good ending as well. Seven for twenty-one, two doubles, a triple, a walk. Seven strikeouts. Don't love to see that number, many strikeouts for a guy with his speed and one stolen base. So hopefully he's getting it going as well. I just think the tools there could be so loud, but clearly that hit tool is lacking. If he can ever get that going, I think he could be a really dynamic player. David McCabe, six for 20 this past week, but no extra base hits. That's not like Mr. McCabe, a walk and six strikeouts. Keyshawn Ogens had the best week at Rome. Eight hits, two doubles, a home run, and four walks. He's been really impressive with the bat playing all over the infield. Could be a really good utility infielder type uh, for the Braves in that system. I mentioned coming in the year, one of my biggest concerns was middle infield depth. I feel like that's been addressed this year, whether it's Braden Schumake, Von Grissom, they went out and got Nikki Lopez, Luke Waddell, who I thought could emerge into that. And you look at a Keyshawn Ogins as well. Obviously you got uh, Nacho Alvarez in there. So I, I think that's one thing, that's one area that I was really concerned about coming into the season that has been addressed by the performance of some of these guys. Cal Conley's one who's maybe stepped back, but I wasn't necessarily high on him coming into the year either way. But I feel like the Braves' in middle infield depth has gotten much better in the organization this season. At Augusta, Sabine Zabalos, six for 14 this week, a home run, six RBIs and two walks. This guy's giving me really big Ignacio Alvarez vibes right now when I watch him. That swing just looks really clean. Uh, talked about it coming out of the draft, and it's not like you know he was the first bat that they took, so you hope he's going to be one of their better bats in the system. I think he's got a chance to quickly become that, to be up there in that Nacho Alvarez, Luis guanipa type of range for Braves prospects. That swing just looks so good to me. He looks so, like such an athletic player and again got it off to a great start and the fcl at the complex league then i'm assuming he got hurt because he didn't play for a while now he's back and in his first week in augusta he just goes absolutely bananas so again i think he's a guy i keep my eye on for sure and somebody that could become one of the better bats in the braves system but a great start for him samuel strickland on the pitching side eight strikeouts and five innings pitched this past week, he's been really good here lately. We got to see the professional debuts of Drew Hackenberg and Cade Keeler, at least at Augusta. Hackenberg, two and two thirds, no hits, one walk, no earn, five strikeouts. That's great. I'm really excited to see what he can become. Uh, I thought he, you he think he's somebody that had really good stuff, really good slider coming out of Virginia Tech. So really interested to see how you know he kind of takes off. What the Braves were able to do with him. As far as Cade Keeler goes, two and a third innings, no hits, did walk three, no strikeouts or no earned runs, and three strikeouts. He started a game uh, where they threw a seven inning no hitter. Uh, again, he's somebody I wasn't particularly high on in the draft. Is I don't think there's a lot of upside there. Some people disagree with that. I still think he's somebody that maybe could be a Bryce Elder type, a solid, you know, fourth fifth starter in the rotation. But um, you know, he's somebody that I think a lot of people. Thought maybe there's a lot of, or still think there's a lot of upside with. I don't see the upside with him, but I think the floor is a really safe floor for him to become, again, a back end of the rotation big league pitcher. So we'll see what happens with both of those guys. Good to see them get some action there at Augusta. That is our Miners Monday recap. Some good stuff there. I have mentioned the last several Miners Monday I feel like these Braves prospects are having really good ends to their year. I can't wait to go back and watch some of these guys in the offseason, give my full breakdown and update my rankings because I think there's some prospects in here to be really excited about going forward. I know this Braves system ranks very low in terms of overall top-end talent in the farm system, but I think there's some really good players here that you can look out for in coming years that could make an impact at the big league levels so really looking forward to doing that and having a bigger breakdown during the offseason but got a couple weeks left here for the minor league season so looking forward to seeing how these guys finish things off all right next we'll get into our news segment what are the Braves going to do next with that fifth starter spot we'll just talk about that here in a second The MLB playoffs are around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to hundred times to win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is right now with studs like Ron Acuna Jr., even that guy Mookie Betts, and also Shohei Otani. Pick more or less on stats for these stars like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to 100-time payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you could win big. Sleeper is great for social interaction, being able to easily chat with your group and friends in the app. I'm in a state where I, I can't do the daily stuff, but you can still have a full season leagues there as well. I've done that here with Lockdown Braves listeners for the upcoming NFL season, and it has been great. The user experience there in Sleeper is fantastic. And again, the social aspect of it, to be able to have an open chat with your league is just so much fun and user-friendly, so I highly encourage you to go out and try the Sleeper app. Use promo code On, and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Braves will be back home starting Tuesday night against the St. Louis Cardinals at 7.20 p.m. Eastern. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Braves. All right, not a ton of news for you here. Rysell Iglesias was named the reliever of the month for August. He's been really good. I mentioned his stuff uh, in that game on Saturday just looked fantastic, especially when you consider you pitched for the fourth time in five days to be able to see him that fresh. I think that bodes very well for the postseason where you're going to have to use your best relievers pretty much every day. So uh, really excited uh, to see him win that award, I think it's very deserving the way he's pitched. Look, if he wants to turn into second half a again like he was last year, I am all for that. So love to see that for him. And again, hopefully he just continues to get better and better as the season goes on here. The other thing is we don't know who's pitching Tuesday yet, so a little bit of speculation here. Dylan Dye would be on regular rest. We're not quite to the point yet where the Braves could bring up Soroka and still gain that service time. I can't imagine they've waited this long that they're all of a sudden just going to pull the trigger on that. So would not be surprised if it's Dylan Dodd. Maybe they go with some sort of bullpen strategy on Tuesday. We'll see what the Braves do there. But I think the biggest thing is they have earned this opportunity, this ability to kind of give guys rest. I would like to see them do that, either give guys an extra day of rest here down the stretch, maybe completely skip them a turn through the rotation. You know, I'm talking about Strider, Morton, Elder, those guys who have had to work a lot this year. Uh, So we'll see what the Braves decide to do on Tuesday as they start that Cardinals series. Again, I think Dylan Dodd has a pretty good opportunity to start that game. Uh, But again, we'll see what happens, and hopefully the Braves can just continue to win wrap up this division and then kind of work on giving guys some rest and then hopefully down the stretch that last week really turning it back into postseason mode again it'll be the braves and the cardinals starting a series on tuesday night don't know who's pitching yet we'll see we'll talk about that on tuesday's podcast hopefully that will start that game will start at 7 p.m eastern catch every pitch of the braves hometown broadcast with SiriusXM xm on the sxm app search braves that will do it for this episode of a Lockdown Braves. Thanks so much for making us your first listen of each and every day. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Follow us on YouTube at just Locked on Braves as well. Hit that subscribe button. Follow me as well at shortstopball. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we will talk to you next time.